Hello, welcome to the Tina Port Show. This is Mike Smith. Today is October 20th, 2019. I'm listening to monk music as I drive. I don't know if you can hear it. It kind of has a peaceful tone to it. Something about that. The, um, the pitch of the tone of the natural voice is I think it's in 432. I'll turn that off. And it's, um, it offers a, a, a graceful piece uh, to help you step into consciousness, which is rather beautiful. So today's show uh, is I'm going to talk about relationships because I'm about to start a book on relationships. And I wanna, I wanna share some of my own personal stories about relationships and and uh, let's take some time and look at these from a non-dual perspective of what relationships are. Uh, it's one of the most challenging things we can come across. Um, so you can, you can sit and find your own peace by the beach, by the river, in your own meditation, or just driving down the road, ask what is here, and you can find your, your peace in that spot. And there it is, there's presence. But then when we get into a relationship with somebody, a love relationship, it all goes out the window. It becomes very challenging because love is driven oftentimes by energies of passion, jealousy, um, trust, fears. Sexuality is a huge energy. And uh, it often all pulls us away from it all pulls us away from a knowingness of our own peace a knowingness of that even though at any moment you can go into the relationship energy and you can look at it from the place of present awareness and you will find that all of it has been present awareness. But that takes practice and you have to be, have a keen eye to see that. And you have to have stillness and stop to sense it. So a lot of times we get thrown up on stage and we get into character and we get so into character we've forgotten that we're just an actor. So um, let's take a look at relationships. We get into a relationship originally because we want to share we want to share something even as a child you get into a relationship with another friend because you want to share toys you want to share ideas you want to share joy you want to share fun you want to go on the playground and have fun and play together and it's more fun with two people let's face it what fun is you know playing frisbee with one person what fun is uh, playing catch with one person, playing basketball with one person. So it's more fun to have a couple of people. And that's what we're looking for. It's, it's actually that simple. The, the challenge then comes in when the mind comes in and says, okay, well, I played Frisbee with Johnny today, so now I want to play Frisbee with Johnny every day. Well, Johnny then has his own dreams too, which may not include Frisbee. Tomorrow he may want to go play checkers or something. So these are all challenges in relationships, in any relationship. 
Uh, as we get older, we then fall into love relationships. I remember as a child being um, about 15 or 16 and I was having a whole relationship with the summer. I was having a giant relationship with summer and I was um, enjoying summer. I was skateboarding, building forts, playing with friends. And then all of a sudden this girl moved up the street and I fell for her. I, I started seeing her and wanting to be with her and this whole fantasy of a dream of who is she and what would it be like to hold her hand and kiss her and what would it be like to, to go out on a date with her and what would it be like to have a house with her and you know a little farm you know, with, with three piglets and, uh, and a horse. <laughs> the mind goes off in all these different directions. It just takes off. And it does that because that's that's what we've seen on television. I saw on TV, Little House on a Prairie. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I saw other types of things. Um, you didn't see a relationship with a gentleman sitting in the woods by himself having a relationship with nature. They didn't show that on television too much. Actually, they did, Grizzly Adams. So there you go. <clears throat> but that was, that's a whole different energy, though. But if you feel that energy, that energy of what it's like to have a relationship with nature versus what it's like to have a relationship with a girl or a boy in a lover situation. It's a whole different energy. One is more open and free. The other one is more concentrated. Uh, the, the lover's relationship is more concentrated and has a lot of high energy of passion and, and um, a biting energy more to it. Whereas the relationship with nature is open and free and flows more. So now you can have relationships that flow too. So you can, you can get that going too. But most relationships are with, they're within the mind. Um, so all this comes to a point where, eh, I guess about three months ago, I decided to start dating. So I went on some date sites, dating websites, uh, which are about the most hard things I've ever experienced in my life. Um, it's a buffet of people. You can pick and choose based upon the way they look. That's horrible. And they don't even look like their pictures, so it doesn't matter. And, uh, or based upon what they write about themselves within the moment that they're writing about themselves. They, they take a moment and say, this is who I am. So then you finally meet these people and they're not anything that they wrote themselves to be because that was just one fleeting moment. And they don't look like their picture because that was just one second of their life and you have to then go and learn about them all over again. Um, yet these websites are developed to, uh, the websites are developed to keep you coming onto the website finding more people. They don't want you finding someone. So um, that whole thing is really quite interesting. What I found in all of this dating was um, pure insanity. Basically, uh, most of the people I met, uh, first of all, it, I wrote on mine that I, I, that I talk and teach and write about non-duality. Most of them wanted to know what that was. And when I explained it to them, they kind of went, oh, I really want to hear more about that. And then they would want to meet with me to hear more about it. But then all they wanted to hear a little bit about it because they didn't get it. Um, 
and they just wanted to meet me and it was a way for them to get to meet me because it gave them something to talk about and maybe I was a little different because I wasn't talking about football and beer. But what I found was that most of the people I met were really, have been really hurt and are really pissed off and have a huge goal. It's like they're, they're like warriors, ninja warriors, doing everything they can to find the perfect relationship and to make it make them happy. And they will interview you like a job. And if you don't meet their criteria, or you say one thing wrong, or do one thing wrong, or God forbid, have a flow about you, um, they will discard you just like a uh, piece of tissue and move on to the next person and go back to the dating site where there are, you know, where they're getting something like, some of them are getting a hundred emails a day. Um, so the system is completely messed up and it offers no room for stillness and presence. Um, most of the individuals want someone who has a very expensive job making a lot of money and wants to travel and has a passport and, and these are just ways to really again just mask stillness and just keep chasing 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 all these different things so I went out on a few dates and just it became exhausting just the exhausting craziness of it um, the insecurity of people, the, the fear of people. They, they were afraid of, um, afraid of someone who has his own job, who started his own career. They're afraid of anyone, they're afraid that I was um, um, also um, such a free thinker and, and think outside of the box. They're afraid that I um, have also felt and found presence as my identity. And they're also afraid, oh my God, they're totally afraid of sex. Um, they're afraid of kissing or afraid of even mentioning the word kissing. They're afraid of touch, touch. You can sit and talk to someone for a half an hour and if you take and place your hand upon their hand to touch them, to connect. They were not comfortable with that. Um, or they were so comfortable with it, they would perhaps want instant sex, but then wonder why they felt odd afterwards. Um, I didn't really participate in that too much, but these are the stories that I've heard, and that all makes sense. So it's been it's been really quite interesting. Um, what I've determined about relationships is that the energy of these relationships is it's it's completely in the mind. It's it doesn't really allow for presence. It doesn't allow presence to be there. It's, it's a story of mind. And the mind is always going into the next story of what's this gonna be? Will this be the answer for my hope? Will this offer me what I'm looking for? And will this, will this bring me um, what I'm seeking to help with the pain that I have? So it covers up the pain and um, that's what they're hoping to do is to find one person to just that offers them everything. Now, two people get into a relationship and they both have egos and they're both oblivious to stillness and present awareness. So they 
they find a way to get together, they connect, they connect, they connect, and then they get lost each in each other and they fall into what we call love. And then um, they have uh, lots of passion, sex and things like that. And all those moments of passion is where they touch and they, again, disappear from their names and forms and stories into present awareness. They disappear into the stillness. And so that works for them. Um, if I meet someone a lot of times who um, is um, searching for someone else with an ego to do that with, they may not be attracted to me because I'm already, I'm already in that place of stillness. And they will oftentimes say to me, you're, you're very centered, um, so I'm not ready for this. I, I'm not ready to, to be with you. So they think it's a lifelong challenge as if, you know, I'll only accept, uh, only, only accept them if they're in this place of, you know, also being centered too. And that's a fallacy um, that two people, when they get together, they have to be of the same. They have to be, one has to be centered and spiritual and happy in order to understand the other one that is centered and spiritual and happy. And that's, that's complete bullshit. No. One of my best friends has a husband that's, they've been married for a long time. And he's completely opposite. He, he works on his car and he, um, you know, has a, has a physical job. Um, and she's very spiritual. And they're the opposites. So they have their moments where they talk about stuff like that. But overall, they're living a life. And she has her moments and her stillness. And that's her, that's her art and her beauty. And he has his. Now his stillness might be in him behind a car, under the hood of a car. It might be his place of solace. So he likes that. And he can never explain that to her. So it doesn't have to be that. But again, I was meeting a lot of people that just in their minds had this idea of what the perfect man would be for them. Um, and they were showing up and not really listening or not even able to be aware and be open to what is there. So um, relationships like that are very hard to, it's very hard to even get a relationship started when you have someone that's um, just closed down like a, a deer in the headlights trying to get, you know, this look, this 500-yard stare look in their face of trying to get to some place. And that's mainly what I discovered on most of that. Um, the other thing I, I've discovered is that I actually had a relationship with a person who recently, um, the relationship changed. It just went from an intense passion to something different. And instead of saying goodbye to the relationship, I just looked at it and said, well, how has this changed? And is it still salvageable? And, and can I still get something does this, does this still serve me? Does this relationship still serve me in some way and serve her in some way? And she found out it does. So we then took it to a friend, friend level. And now without all the pressure of romance and things like that, the relationship is free and open and beautiful. And it flows much better. And it's more honest and more true. And it's, it's quite beautiful. So... Um, the, the historic way that we would do that is we would take something like that and say, well, then I have to say goodbye to you, and we would leave that person. And then after you do that, you're then sitting there with a, 
a flu-like symptom for nine months because you've broken up with someone and it's fucking painful as hell. So instead of doing that, I said, well, I don't want to say goodbye. She didn't want to say goodbye. So we took the relationship and we just said, what is here? Oh, this is here. Well, let's honor this and let this play as it is. And we became parts of that play of that energy. And to this day, it's still there. And in truth, I, I sense it's going to be there for a long time uh, because it, it doesn't need anything. It doesn't need to go anywhere or be anything. And it has no hope. It doesn't have a hope of getting to a better place. Relationships always seem to have a hope of getting to a better place. You're always trying to get to some better place in a relationship. They're trying to get something fixed in a relationship or get a relationship or get rid of a relationship. It's, it's just this crazy energy. And it doesn't ever dissolve until you finally take a look at it and realize that there is no actual thing called a relationship at all. There's nothing that's actually there. There's just this. There's just this. This beauty, this openness appearing. And until you see that, then there will be a chase for relationships. There will be a fixing of them. There will be a dissolving of them. Um, and then finding that perfect relationship will be a something to do. There'll be, oh, let's find this relationship. When in truth, the perfect relationship would be the moment where you give up all relationships and you say, just this is okay. And if someone is sitting next to you in that space as just this, then there you get, there you have it. Something is there. And if no one is there, then it's still the same something is there. The point I'm making is that there is actually no other people. There's just this appearing. And other people are just um, painting upon water. That's all they are. Just paintings upon water. Or just paint upon water. So nothing takes place there. So that's, that's a little talk about relationships um, the the fear in relationships comes from a continual endless lifelong journey that most of the world has gone into which is the pure belief that there's a separate me there's a separate Mike there's a separate Janet that has to be set up in some way that has that is limited and that there's a separate Janet and there's a life so it's Janet versus life and Mike versus life and the two of you are together you know fighting life together or dealing with life together or bringing love to life together well that's all story it's all complete story there's nothing that's actually taking place there look for the characters you won't find them look for the stories you won't find them um, an example of this would be take a moment where you had a, a quarrel with a with a friend or someone in a relationship a big fight go back and try to see if you can find a you in that spot that was arguing or a her or a him and see if there was actually a person there you'll find that there hasn't been or there, there wasn't you'll find that there was just a lot of energy flowing back and forth. But there really wasn't a hardcore person there. Go back into that memory and you'll just feel an energy of it. 
you'll have the story and the, the details of the story and what was said, but there's be no character that's actually coming from. So with all of that, there never is another person. There's just this. What is here? It's just this. And you might think, this is the craziest talk I've ever heard. Look into it and you'll find it's true. And then it's going to be impossible to explain. Um, so, how to find the most beautiful relationship? There's nothing that we actually can do to find it. Because there's no person actually there doing anything. That's the end result of all of this. Um, the rest of it is all just dancing and moving and and oddly um, it's oddly interesting so even the um, even the notations that I've been talking about about uh, what I'm experiencing is still there's nothing that ever happened there either in reality so I go to the beach and I sit and my present awareness that sits there was never touched during any of that nothing ever happened that is about the most beautiful message you can come up with that you can see today and so if you go with that that'll be helpful if you are in a relationship and you're trying to fix it let go and let it fix itself if you're trying to get a relationship let go and let it happen if you're trying to end a relationship don't end it don't end it that's nothing can be ended there's no sense in ending. Nothing can be ended. Just let it be. It'll change in form and move. It's like a cloud in the sky. That's it. I'm, um, I'm done this little podcast for the day. Um, I will see you again and talk to you later. Goodbye.